the free will each one of us have a very unique family some have all understanding family members while some have lesser alignment with family members due to unmet expectations some parents students and teachers we work with keep asking ma'am but my wife is not understanding my son is in teenage my husband keeps traveling my parents are conventional and the list is endless what one person names as advantage the other terms it a difficulty or even a problem when we observe the trend beneath it is just a common basic unsaid factor and that is i deserve well being and i want to be happy so we end up learning everything we need for leading a happy life through educational qualifications experiences discussions other ways and many a times by observing exemplars and non exemplars what we learn can only be used to some extent because there are also so many factors beyond our control so how do we convince ourselves to operate from a space of tolerance love and togetherness let's discuss that possibility primatologists found that chimpanzees and bonobos share the distinction of being our closest living relative in the animal kingdom we humans share about 99% of our dna with chimpanzees and bonobos what does that mean to us chimpanzees are patriarchal known for hunting male bonding male aggression while bonobos are matriarchal the female bonobos have these really intense enduring friendship with each others remarkably the female partners in a bonobo pose cooperate with one another despite lacking any ties of blood or even close friendship they also display mutual respect and tolerance to all tasks now that we are aware of this the free will to choose is vested in us we can choose to act and respond like a chimpanzee or a female bonobo with this thought wishing you a good night sleep and wellness my way or no way now it's sometimes very interesting how two parents react to the same situation let us say parent a and parent b both parents keep telling their children the importance of hygiene and let us say both parents taught hygiene with love and tolerance and both a and b's children did not follow anything they were taught one day a's two children and b's two children attend school where they observe their friends wash their hands and their science teacher teaching them the importance of hygiene the children come home and suddenly start following all that steps uh, that amount to being hygienic parent a's comments oh i have been saying this to you since one year now when your science teacher said that's when you realized it oh parent b's comment oh i have been saying this to you since one year and now when your science teacher said that's when you realized i'm glad i'm happy for you I'm sure both parent A and parent B being young adults themselves could have first felt a little upset that they could not drive this to the child while a science teacher succeeded in getting it to him but just look at the implications that these sentences leave on the child's brain and the long term effect such repetitive outlook will have on the relationship of the parent and the child honestly what do we all want what do we all want now where the children or spouse learn it from matters or whether the children learn it from matters what really matters simple child develops a good habit from somewhere and you always wanted it for your child just wish him well and acknowledge his willingness to learn and forge ahead as a friend 
you will see how this one approach will change the way your child looks up at you. With this thought, wishing you a good night's sleep and wellness. Watching you. In today's chat, we look at an interesting incident and try to gather information for ourselves. We took three sections of class one parents survey in a school. We just asked each one of them this. What will your child do from the next time if you open the car door for him? Of the 120 parents whom we inquired, majority said that the child the next time onwards will ask me to open the door for him. Let us keep aside what the rest of the parents said for the time being. We then opened the door for each child when he or she was supposed to alight it. The reaction the next time, majority of the children came running to open the door for us when we were going to alight. What does this tell us about children? We are not going to discuss about what and why of the parents' perception today. What we understand about children was that children imitate us. So when we know for sure children imitate us, what can we do to further and better them in everything they can learn from? Imitation is an inherent way in which children and adults learn. This is a proven theory. Keeping this fun experiment apart, we have numerous research explaining why and how children learn from what they see and what they observe. You might want to keep this thought in mind and think of what you model for your own child with your behavior, habits and routine from which children imitate and definitely of what you show on TV, what you show on mobile and what definitely you show on movies for your children because children imitate from everything and everyone. With this thought in mind, wishing you a good night's sleep and a productive week ahead. Meet you all again next Friday night. Bye-bye until then. Working couple, lack of quality time. How many times have I heard saying how both parents work and how it's hard to give time for the child? Or how one parent doesn't have time while the other assumes that it is unto the school to nurture the child? Reminds me of a very insightful workshop we had with a group of parents. It was a very unique workshop because we had parents who had, whose children had special requirements because they were born different from other children. We also had gay couple in them. The group was very vibrant right from the beginning. We were discussing about the importance of quality time with children and the time for them to design on the how came up finally. From whatever I remember, these are some of the out-of-the-box thoughts they came up with. A letter in the lunchbox mentioning how the child's certain good habit was helpful for the parents. Just a random act of love which is not material in nature. Unconditional. Making cooking easier and simpler by planning during weekend. Way ahead. Using those golden moments is seeing off the child to the auto, making it look like something to look forward to. A 10 minutes walk after dinner with family, taking the time off and greeting the child specially during lunchtime as a surprise. Dinner time book reading, weekend quiet time with family and the list went on and on. What is pertinent is that these parents' response after a fortnight when we reached out for a feedback then again. When we inquired with the parents and how all of these was doable, Pat came the response, almost all. Now, if they can do it, we too can. Just sit with your spouse and allow your creativity to take wings. 
Begin with these tiny habits and you will see a huge impact in the fundamental way your child bonds with you. Catch you in the next podcast with more information on quality time with family. Until then, wishing your family wellness and joy. Bye-bye. In the last episode, we spoke of how we can give quality time given our routine and that of the child. Let us speak further about it today. A simple question like, how was your day? Can weave magic in our relationship, provided we listen and not just hear. I repeat, we listen and not just hear. Oh, come on. I listen to everything that my spouse or child speak. Oh, do you? Great. If not, here is a piece of information that can help us listen instead of hear. The average person speaks of somewhere between 125 and 150 words per minute. And we can process up to three times faster, reaching as much as 500 words per minute. What do these numbers and information mean to us? It just means that we can process more while average person speaks lesser words. What happens to the mind during this phase? The mind just starts wandering. It just starts thinking of how the other person is looking, to what they are wearing, to what they will eat tomorrow. So we don't respond with appropriate verbal and non-verbal cues when our mind wanders. And sometimes worse, we start browsing a screen, maybe mobile, TV or laptop or read a newspaper after we ask the question. This goes on for a day and then for a week and all of a sudden, it becomes a mundane routine of inquiry. And the response then becomes a monosyllable because the child or the spouse knows that you don't listen. Because they feel that it does not matter what they say. Because it feels insensitive and because we did not mean when we inquired. On the other hand, just try listening after you ask a question, reminding yourself of these facts with proper verbal and non-verbal cues and see the relationship get better and better and better. Let us discuss how we can be mindful and teach ourselves to be mindful, not just while listening, but get better in everything we do in the next episode. With this, wishing your family and dear ones wellness and joy. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. We discussed in the last episode how we will teach ourselves to be mindful. I come to you today with some really interesting information from the yogic text. Do you know that 12 seconds of unwavering focus amounts to concentration? Yes, dharana, concentration is 12 seconds of unwavering focus on something. 12 signs of dharana is dhyana. Dhyana meaning meditation which is 2 minutes and 24 seconds. Now 12 times of dhyana is samadhi which is 12 into 12 into 12 which is basically 28 minutes and 48 seconds. This means that samadhi is the phase of divine ecstasy is any period of unwavering focus that extends beyond 28 minutes and 48 seconds. Now this is one part of the information. Making a connection to positive psychology, giving you the definition of a flow state from Wikipedia. A flow state, also known as colloquially being in the zone, is the mental state in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in the feeling of energized focus, full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. In essence, flow is characterized by the complete absorption in what one does and a resulting transformation in one sense of time. 
basically it's just about shedding multitasking and doing one thing with focus just being oblivious to things around you you're so immersed doing what you're doing be it cooking playing or your hobbies or just to your work that you just carried away by that we even see children getting into the state and when we call out their names or touch them they panic helping our children and ourselves reach these levels of concentration meditation and samadhi can be done with focus by repeated practice in focusing and being mindful of whatever we do just being present in the moment helps this way we repeatedly train our brain to move from concentration to meditation and samadhi with this wonderful thought saying wishing you and your family and dear ones wellness and joy see you next week and until then bye bye resilience what a wonderful word a life saving core value we need to embrace and also teach our near and dear ones i am going to completely rely this week on the wonderful people i am acquainted with from from whom i learned resilience in different ways today is about suresh master suresh is a very young yoga master whose classes i attended about 10 years back this adolescent teacher was in his early 20s then he used to move us from really easy asanas to the most challenging asanas in progression to those kind hearted souls who hear this episode and understand what halasana is starting from that pose and upwards after we have knitted our hands and legs in postures absolutely challenging to perform he would instruct aloud saying excellent now each one of you now smile please in the initial days of training i used to wonder the purpose behind it already we were concentrating on our breath then on the pose and then we need to feel the stretch in the body and in that weird pose smile that was the last thing in my mind suresh never used to compromise and used to not just to smile and only then allow us to release from those poses one day he explained to us its significance he said how it was now becoming a habit in us that we are bound to smile our worries concerns and challenges in life because we were practicing daily when we were in those challenging asanas i have in all these years remembered suresh whenever i exercise and perform yoga remember to smile when the progression gets tougher and tougher and yet remain focused in the workout just try this week and you will be amazed by your own ability to adapt under any challenging situation with this beautiful thought wishing you and your family wellness and joy see you tomorrow with more thoughts on resilience life lessons from party continuing our discussion on resilience let us today talk of a party i know party in tamil is is grandmother there lived a party in our village and she had this really small iron box ever since she was a teenager the beauty about that iron box is that the box used to be the size of a small laptop the box used to be heavy and she would under all circumstances lock it and keep it close to her in just her room and nowhere else mind you the lock was heavier than the iron box itself and even more important here is the way she used to tie the key to that lock to her sari end and keep it close to her ever all times seasons changed but party's actions never did one day when her great grandson was going to be sent to the first day to the school she assembled the family and announced the secret behind the box like she said 
that every time she had a challenge she found difficult to handle in life she used to put 1 rupee in that box praying to god of her understanding asking for support to see through the face with grace she continued this be it a failure or success and so the coins became currency notes in due course well all of us faced really tough times and some of us faced very often and so did party she said that now whenever she opens the box she is able to get the courage to face any challenging situation as she perceives it i leave the rest of what you want to learn from party's life today with this really insightful thought on resilience here's wishing you and your family wellness and joy see you tomorrow with more thoughts on resilience the friends gift oh, okay we continue to learn resilience from people around this and uh, this week and i come back to you with a really lovely story i heard from an educator in her sharing she said that her parents always used to gift her precious things by packing it in a weird manner for instance one of the times she got a gift of a pencil as a child and you know how it was wrapped it was wrapped in a torn blouse her mother had requested her to stitch the blouse and inside it was a letter and this pencil gift this repeated behavior of her parents she said had taught her how good and great and unexpected surprises can come wrapped in dirty stuff failures and challenges and how even in the most unexpected challenges and difficulties and failures there can be hidden a beautiful learning that is priceless so she said she had started looking at failures as some learning opportunities because in her mind she always ended up with a priceless learning and beyond what as family can we do when there's a failure recalling the last two days discussion on resilience we have the free will not only to see them through but also get back to routine face the sun the next day with grace and smile now the best jewelry designs and crowns are made after subjecting them to a lot of heat then they become even more malleable and so can we and thus the best design is then brought out of us so we so can we if we choose that free will with these thoughts on resilience wishing you and your family wellness and joy for this week see you next friday until then bye bye what others think about me i have been getting this query often from people somewhere down either verbal communication or their action will simply let me know their frustration and concern in doing something uh, because of the fear of what others might think of them I understand that our conventional setting in the way in which we have lived all these years causes a fear of social stigma. I would like to explain this for the next 2 days with wonderful story and research. This is some story that you might have heard before. However, the interpretation that a person I got acquainted with Mr. Raghu recently is truly insightful. See if this helps you. There was once a horse, a father and a son who were walking on the highway. On the road They met with a stranger who commented, "Look how weird that while the horse is there, the father and the son still walk." The father helped the son mount the horse and continued their journey after hearing this. They have walked half a kilometer and then again a passerby commented saying, "Look, while the elderly father is walking, the son is sitting on the horse." Listening to it, the father along with his son mounted the horse. After they moved another mile, A well-known neighbor from their village saw them and commented saying, "Look, 
what are you doing two heavy people sitting on a young horse what will the state of the poor animal be let us keep the story this way and think of how many times regardless of what we do and how we do people in the name of suggestion advice and feedback keep telling us what is right and wrong based on their perception we just need to remind ourselves that all we have got is this one life to do all the good that we can see to do it the extent possible without purposefully hurting anyone and with lot of empathy let's do what we can the world's people do have lots of opinion on many things let us smile it away and take what helps with this thought wishing you and your family wellness catch you on the next podcast bye bye hello continuing in the same lines about what others think about us here is another story to tell ourselves to act right based on our moral values and care what really matters when it matters thanks to a friend anil for sharing the story with me once there lived a king who ruled the kingdom with tolerance and kindness he was a man of wisdom and courage and so was his queen once there came a litigation to the king's darbar where a hut dweller came asking for justice for the loss of goods caused due to the boundary wall collapsing on his house the king immediately called for the mason who built it and the mason raised his concern on the poor quality of the brick the brick maker was beckoned and the complaint and he complained about the sand the vendor who supplied the sand shouted saying it is the land which is the reason for the collapse as it cannot stand any proper construction even if quality measures are taken the landowner refuted these claims and quarreled that it is the act of god that caused the collapse the queen who was observing this complaints came quietly and announced saying no further blame game please and there is no end to accusations and we can always complain of anything and everything when something did not go the way we all want or others want let us look at what we can do now and restore peace and indemnify the loss together for the hut dweller doing his business as his livelihood with this second story on what others think about me let us remind ourselves to do well and do good based on our moral moral values and ethics regardless of what others say about us meet you with the next episode and until then wishing you and your family wellness and joy bye bye hello continuing our discussion on what others think about me here is research to understand what others think of us in a study first published in 2010 and discussed in a new book nicolas epley a behavioral scientist at the university of chicago and t eal a psychologist at israel's ben gurion university throw light on this people tend to scrutinize themselves at an incredibly close level of detail much more closely than they examine the actions or appearance of others that in part because you have a huge amount of information about yourself far more information than you have about other people compare how you evaluate yourself to how you evaluate a stranger you might make judgments about their overall level of attractiveness their outfit their mannerisms but not much else Epley and Yale argue that many of the mistakes we make in judging how people perceive us arise from this very mismatch. 
the gap between the fine level of detail in which people perceive themselves and the more abstract way in which they perceive others so epley and yal carried out a series of experiments epley says that the takeaway is that you can't imagine what other people are thinking just by trying to do so a rich person cannot imagine what it is likely to be poor just by trying someone from a stable democracy cannot imagine what it's likely to be living in an unstable one this is kind of worrying because so much of our public policy is based on the idea that people can imagine what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes and that myth is so widespread that people are very confident about their ability to do so the problem we find over and over again in these data as said by them on the social cognition studies the problem isn't competence it's not that people are idiots it's that they are overconfident the problem is hubris epley says this it creates that assumption the illusion that we understand each other much better than we do and that's the big problem now think of what you want to do with this research and what you want to think about others and what your thought about what others think of you with this thought wishing you and your family wellness and joy until next week bye bye welcome this week we are going to speak of the brain's ability to grow now is it possible for an adult brain to grow can someone with even brain damage grow his brain are you sure it is regardless of the age of the person yes absolutely 100% sure research has shown that the brain has the ability to reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout life it is called neuroplasticity this allows the nerve cells in the brain to compensate for even injury and disease and to adjust their activities in response to new situations or to changes in their environment how can i use this information to grow my brain keeping your brain engaged and consistently rewiring itself is key not only to your long term brain functioning but also to your overall well being you can take micro actions of tiny habits to rewire your brain the brain can also grow by doing physical exercises this helps a lot following your passion starting a new habit practicing it daily even for a few minutes helps the more you use it the more you don't lose it that is what researchers say practicing mindfulness eating a healthy diet working on priorities without procrastinating also are other ways to grow your brain what else a key important word growth mindset attitude let us know more about this in this weekend in order to use it for our wellness and that of our children wishing you and your family wellness and joy until then bye bye welcome back continuing the topic on neuroplasticity let me talk about the key word growth mindset today what is growth mindset growth mindset is a word coined by carol dweck carol dweck is a psychologist she proposed mindset theory as a way to understand the effects of the beliefs that individuals hold for the nature of intelligence this in turn has implications for learning according to carol dweck in a growth mindset people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work brains and talents are just a starting point this view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment 
the opposite of growth mindset is fixed mindset in a fixed mindset people believe their qualities are fixed traits and therefore cannot change these people document their intelligence and talents rather than working to develop and improve them they also believe that talent alone leads to success and effort is not required as you begin to understand the fixed and the growth mindset you will see exactly how one thing leads to another how a belief that your qualities are carved in stone leads to a host of thoughts and actions and how a belief that your qualities can be cultivated leads to a host of different thoughts and actions taking down an entirely different road um in her most remarkable research which has informed present theories of why presence is more important than praise in teaching children to cultivate a healthy relationship with achievement and she explores um that you know it it can be cultivated at a very early age let us speak of how of growth mindset tomorrow until then here is wishing you and your family wellness and joy bye bye welcome back continuing the understanding about growth mindset we are today going to discuss one aspect of how to nurture growth mindset and continue this in the episode after this begin with practicing growth mindset yourself i am going to repeat begin with practicing growth mindset yourself father daughter psychologist robert and lisa firestone coined the word self system a phenomenon in which a parent's self concept serves as a tool to shape the child's when parents shut down or give up in the face of difficulty a child observes and internalizes the behavior as an appropriate response to struggle watching a parent work through a challenge on the other hand internalizes a message of hope if mom and dad persevere through a problem the child discovers that she too can it's not that parents who present a fixed mindset are lazy or lack a desire to succeed it's more that our patterns of behavior become habit once we walk down the path of least resistance it's easiest to keep walking along that well worn rut fortunately though our habits are flexible remember neuroplasticity and there are steps we can take to foster growth in ourselves once we exhibit these characteristics to our children they'll begin to develop the behaviors as well they'll view challenges and opportunity not as failure or as a reason to turn tail and run with this thought in the forthcoming episodes let's know more about how to develop growth mindset in ourselves and how to nurture growth mindset in our children wishing you and your family wellness and joy meet you in the next relay and until then bye bye hello everyone continuing our understanding about growth mindset we are going to discuss strategies about nurturing it today all of us go through challenging circumstances in life so do our children how can we nurture growth mindset during such a phase carol dweck gives us that clarity after years and years of research one of the strategy we can use is believing in the power of yet it infuses the power of believing that you can that i can faced with challenging situations we can embrace the power of yet for instance when you feel like you cannot do something try telling you yourself i can't do it yet i will take somebody's help or practice it and do it i did not understand yet 
I'm going to ask someone or practice it differently. I don't know it yet. I am going to attempt once again in a different way. I am not good at this yet. I am going to begin again. Then you will see amazing benefits of this belief. Granted, developing a growth mindset takes time and effort, but over time, with enough practice, your counter arguments will become automatic and you will operate more from the power of yet. Remember, it's not what you can't do, it's about what you can't do yet. With that thought, wishing you and your family wellness and joy. Catch you in the next relay with more information on how to nurture growth mindset. Until then, bye-bye. Today we continue the conversation on growth mindset and brain development. We should first understand that brain is a muscle. Unlike any other muscle, we need to exercise it daily to keep it fit. It needs to be hydrated well. Beyond all this, we need deep night sleep for brain development. The sleep recommendations for each age is preschoolers need anywhere between 10 to 13 hours. School children aged between 6 and 13 need anywhere between 9 and 11 hours. Teenagers need 8 to 10 hours minimum. Younger adults between the age of 18 and 25 require 7 to 9 hours. Adults between the age of 26 and 64 again require 7 to 9 hours. Older adults who are 65 above require 7 to 8 hours. By the by, sleep deprivation affects behavior, stress, focus meaning emotionally and physically at a deep-rooted level. It even affects long-term memory. Not only that, this recommendation of sleep hours is effective only if we sleep and wake up at the same time in the night as otherwise it affects the circadian rhythm too. Not just that. For babies, sleep influences critical abilities such as language, attention and even impulse control. Brain activity during sleep has a direct effect on a child's ability to learn and may even affect developmental and mood disorders. Simply put, sleep builds brain. With these thoughts on sleep and brain development, here is wishing you and your family wellness and joy. Catch you in tomorrow's relay with more information on growth mindset. And until then, bye-bye. Hello everyone. Continuing the information on growth mindset, today we speak of how praise affects the mindset and the way we operate. Praising the process and the outcome nurtures growth mindset. While praising the outcome alone nurtures fixed mindset. Again, in this, only the actions and behavior that led to new learning are important. That is the type of effort we should be praising and encouraging. In lines with this, let us recall and remember that not all effort leads to growth and praising effort can result even in less effort. So then how to praise a child? Here is an example of fix it and growth mindset narrative. The way you worked hard to get an A in math is admirable. This is a growth mindset narrative. Wonderful that you got an A in math. Nurtures fixed mindset. Let us say the student worked very hard and did not still get well in the examination. Saying that I like the efforts you put in. Let us work together on some more strategies and practice differently. And that will nurture growth mindset. Instead of saying some people are not good at math, 
just stop worrying about it this develops a fixed mindset with these thoughts wishing you and your family wellness and joy in attempting growth mindset nurturing catch you next week with more information on how to nurture growth mindset until then bye bye